let's talk about it. Hello and welcome back to Thick Radio, the podcast where we talk about gaining, fetism, and everything in their orbit. I'm James. And I'm Tim, so let's get into it. Today we're welcoming to the show for the first time. Today we've got Feed Me Daddy. Ooh! Hello, I'm excited to be on the show today. Yes, how are you? I'm good. I just got back from a trip to Puerto Rico, so feeling very refreshed um, and just excited to be able to talk to you guys today. Oh, wonderful. Well, now, listeners, uh, and unless you subscribe to the, is it, is it only <laughs> Patreon? What have you got? Yes. Yeah, OnlyFans, yeah. OnlyFans. Well, unless you're watching this on the OnlyFans, you can't see her right now, but Feed Me Daddy is looking luscious, gorgeous, and just stunnelicious gorgeous Trondra after yes, such a visit to Puerto Rico. So this is a shout out if you are listening to the audio version of this podcast, make sure you go and check out Feed Me Daddy on OnlyFans. And of course, when we do the socials at the end, you will get the proper writing of all the things so you can click the link and go and support this luscious diva. But Feed Me Daddy, are you ready to get into it today? Yeah, I'm ready. Let's do it. Oh, wonderful. Now, of course, we always love to give space to talk to different people about different experiences today. And when we caught up before, we were kind of chatting, like, what's kind of, what's kind of the vibe? What's kind of, what are we feeling? And we really kind of centered in around women's safety. And I feel like this is such an important topic. This is forever going to be an important topic to talk about in our world. I want to ask here, as a female fetus, do you feel, and this is of course just all your opinions right Mm. people don't be coming for nobody but like in your (laughs) opinion do you feel the fetus community conducts itself in a way that allows women to feel safe i think that's a hard question because it's such a broad community i'm coming from the perspective of also being a content creator which adds a whole extra layer to the mix I personally haven't had any bad experiences in the terms of like feeling unsafe or anything like that. I can't think of any of my friends or anyone I've talked to who's had those experiences, but I thought it was interesting that we could talk about safety today because in the community, it's kind of different than just normal dating. Like everybody knows, okay, share your location with your friends, um, meet in a public place, like all those like basic things that you would do just like meeting somebody from Tinder or whatever. But in our community, a lot of times people want to meet and like do a scene or meet at your house and you want to do this like elaborate stuffing or those kind of things right off the bat. So that's kind of a different playing field when you're like planning to meet somebody at your house or since the community is so spread out and sometimes you might be like meeting somebody in a different state or having to travel a couple of hours to meet them. So those are extra concerns on top of normal things that you would have to deal with in dating. You know what I mean? It's similar in our community because there are some yeah. members who are like, again, they want to do a stuffing or a feeding. They want to get you alone so that they can fulfill their fantasies. But, you know, you have to walk that fine line of like, okay, I, because what I usually do is like, I want to meet somewhere publicly first. Mm-hmm. You know, I need to see you out in broad daylight where there are plenty <laughs> of other people. And, yeah. you know, we need to suss each other out. And even, even then, you know, you can't uh, guarantee that uh, it's not going to go south. But like, I, I, I always need that like first point of contact of like, I need to see you, we need to speak. And then we can figure out where to go from there. I approach it just like normal dating. Like we're going to meet, we're going to get dinner, drinks, get to know each other. But I know other people approach it more like I'm going into this just to have a sexual encounter and they kind of treat it differently. But I'm kind of on the same wavelength of you. Like, let's meet up. Let's like see what the vibes are and then kind of go from there. 100% you know it's I was having this conversation with someone just the other day there's an aspect to the way that we approach one another that is reminiscent of 
sex in general, right? Like forget the fetish element of it for two seconds. You know, there's something about sex where when you're young and you don't really know what you're doing, every time you approach sex, you're approaching sex with the idea of satisfying yourself and that the other person is kind of- A means to an end. A A means to an end, yeah. And we kind of justify it where we're like, oh, well, we're using each other, so it's not bad, right? But like uh, true, truly good and equitable sex is actually purely focused on the other person, right? And it's a co-mutual focusing on the other. It's you get to be pleasured purely selflessly by someone else, but you also get to give to someone else. And you find that there's that moment of just like, oh, like that's what's wonderful about it. You actually connect with someone because it's that. We have that problem in our communities where, again, we're just kind of focused on I'm here for me, not for other people. And so I think it's a good challenge, right? When it comes to the potential of meeting other people, kind of what we're saying already, like meet up in social, meet, have fun, have drinks, get to know the other person. But also when you're there in that moment, instead of just thinking how that person can fulfill your fantasies, think to yourself, how can I fulfill their fantasies? Obviously ask questions, do all that, but like, maybe approach it from that angle and trust that if there's good communication Mm -hmm. and you're actually sussing people out, then you're probably going to connect with someone who will do the same for you. You know what I mean? I'm curious Uh to see if like, if maybe this is the same way for you guys, but like, um, so if I'm meeting up with somebody who is like, let's say an encourager or a feeder, right. And that's, that's the, the label that they go by. That's what they identify with. So then I do kind of in those situations, I do make it a little bit more about me, about my pleasure, because I'm, I'm sort of positioning myself in like, I'm the sex object here in this situation. So like my pleasure, it's not that it's, it's more important than the other person's, but like, it's more like, yeah, the focus should be on me. But if I'm with uh, another gainer, it's a bit more of a balancing act. It's like, okay, we're, we're going to you sort of do the same things to each other and then if uh it's a chub that is not a gainer i make that chub like my priority like his sexual gratification is my priority mm-hmm. like it, suddenly it becomes all about them it's like i am now going to be the one who's like i'm going to make sure that this person feels like a sex bomb that they just you know that they are they feel totally and completely worshipped by me do you guys do similar things in that kind of instance it's like if they're just like an encourager or a feeder, essentially them getting off would be like focusing mm-hmm. on me. You know what I mean? Yeah. But I think it was interesting back to what we were saying before about focusing on the other person. Lately, I've been seeing a lot of TikToks that are like men's, and I don't know if this applies to women too, but the way that men feel love is by doing things for other people. So like by planning like a date or doing something for you around the house or whatever so I think that's interesting how it ties into like sexual encounters too in this way Mm. it's certainly interesting how like uh I guess innocuous moments become something totally different in a sexual context right and I think food and intimacy like it's always such a thing right like even outside of gaining like if you go on a date it's usually to have a meal together it's usually to get a drink it's still consumption you know, so I think there's always going to be a little bit of a, a something there to be negotiated, which, again, why we have these conversations, because more of it needs to happen. And hopefully one day we'll get to a point where, like, the question of communication and consent does not become such a concern for people because more of us are, like, on the level and, like, just doing the good practice, right? Um, but to come back to women's safety more specifically for a moment here, I'm curious, like, from the from the time that you've been engaging with the fetus community, like just overall, do you feel like the conversation around safety has shifted over time? Mm, Over time, do you mean over time, like in past, like years and years ago, or do you mean just like from my personal journey? Well, I suppose anything that you could really speak to, partly from your experience and maybe your knowledge of the fetus community, if you know any particulars, like has the conversation around protecting women and ensuring safety improved over time? Or at the very least, have people been having more of those conversations? 
not just specifically feederism, but I think making content and OnlyFans an interesting perspective comes from that too. Something about OnlyFans is it's against their terms of service to talk about meeting up in person, which is nice because if somebody brings it up, which they do frequently, (laughs) you can just shut it down and be like, we can't talk about this. Like, I don't want our accounts to get deleted. So that is something nice that keeps it online where like we can have this virtual connection and kind of role play situation, but we, there's not the element of pressure of, okay, now I want to like see you in person or do X, Y, and Z, which feels nice because there isn't pressure in that way. Over time, it's just interesting hearing other people's experiences, like having friends in the community who have had long distance relationships and have met people online and then flown across the country to meet them and just hearing what they have to say about it. Because personally, I am kind of in a similar situation where I'm going to be meeting somebody and having to fly and meet them for the first time. And I was asking my friend because my friend was dating somebody in another country and they see each other every couple months. And I was like, how do you know, like, how do you stay safe? And no, like, this is okay. Like, how do you suss it out? And she was like, you just have to like FaceTime and call and like, make sure that there's that connection there. And you like feel that before just going and meeting them versus like, okay, we're just texting. And then, all right, now I'm going to fly out to see you. That makes sense. I, I did want to ask actually, like, do you know if there are like uh, particular processes that people put in place? to ensure safety more like how you mentioned yeah there's talking there's facetiming there's trying to do all that and then there's that kind of not much more you can do before you leap and go and actually meet someone like for yourself do you have particular processes you'd like to put in place to kind of protect your safety when you're meeting up with people i am generally a take charge person and i'm trying to slowly like let other people take care of me, but I do have that dominant personality. So most of the time, like I'm picking out where we're going and it's somewhere I've been before and like, they know me there and I feel safe and like, know the layout and that kind of stuff. So usually I tend to be the one in control of the date. Like, okay, let's get drinks at this place. And then like, if I want to go out to dinner afterwards, like, okay, do you want to like go get food and kind of directing it from there. So I would say that's what makes me feel the most comfortable, just like familiarity knowing like, okay, this is my like booth at the restaurant. This is like where I go and having that comfortability. When I was living back in Australia, there's a, a restaurant in Perth called the Blue Moon Cafe, which is open late. And it was absolutely my haunt to take dates. <laughs> it was convenient. Well, not well, not convenient. Like, I wasn't, like, around the corner necessarily. But, like, I knew the place. I felt comfortable. The menu was nice. So it meant, like, no matter who I was meeting, no matter what time of day I was meeting them, I knew that it was somewhere relatively central so that no matter where I was going, what I was doing, there was, like, avenues to, like, be away from people if that was what needed to happen. Um, but also it was in a nicer area so that if things worked out really well and we wanted to, you know, go afterwards and do a little walk about, like that there was a nice like route that we could go to go for a nice little wander and that there was food nearby. So I totally get that, right? Like it's planning. It's not just from like the fat side, like, yeah, I want to like have good food and be comfy, but it's also like other things too. So. Yeah. I have definitely have some haunts, like I'll show up and they're like, you're here again for the third time this week. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, it's also interesting because having friends in the community and I personally am on Phoebe, which I'm sure you guys know is sometimes a mess, but you have the option where (laughs) it's like people near you and it tends to be like a small select group of people. So me and my one friend, will be like oh I'm talking to this uh guy and we'll send a picture and she's like oh I know him I went on a date with him or I've talked to him before and it's kind of funny because like we tend to know the same people so we'll just be like oh no he's weird or oh he's cool or this person's outgoing or whatever the situation is same thing happens on Grommer and Chaseable too yeah (laughs) 
I feel like there needs to be a, a gainer review service, but like instead of Yelp, we'll call it Gulp. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> just like That's funny. Met up with this person, X, Y, Z. But it's true, like people talk, and we've referenced this in episodes before as well. Like we, I think we mentioned this in our version Vita episode, right? Like mm-hmm. it's not to put a paranoia on people, like we're all watching you, but like it is really important to remember that like if you, if you think in your mind, like it's one person and I'm going to decide to not worry about their thoughts and feelings and that's not going to matter because it's one person we all talk to one another right like if someone's talking to you they're probably going to ask their local friends like oh did you meet up with someone and if they had a bad time obviously they're going to tell them and like that could be why things are happening and again it's not to put a paranoia out there right because you shouldn't have to be that worried about things but generally speaking like if you go in with a good and sociable attitude like people aren't going to have a bad time right so just for listeners who are maybe wondering like what can i do to make a better impression take a deep breath in exhale remember that the person you're meeting operative word there person uh and go forward from there yeah when you said about the rating, um, it made me think of something. There's this trash app. It's like a swingers app or something I used in a previous relationship years ago, but it has a rating system where people can actually like leave reviews of the couples or the people. Um, so that was like always funny to look. I mean, all the reviews I saw were positive, but. Well, that's good at least because that could be a self-esteem nightmare. Yeah. It wasn't like this person's unsafe. I mean, I assume if you get a negative review, I'd be like deleting my account so quick. That'd be so embarrassing. But <laughs> yeah, I don't I don't think I could. I mean, do you do you, would you get to see your reviews on that kind of a platform? Or would you have to create like the fake alt account and then go view your regular account and like spy? I don't know. I think you can, but it also offered the kind of like, oh, this person's met up with five people from this app. Like, okay, so they're like a regular, they're like know what they're doing, whatever. So it makes you feel better about it but I do also ask people like when like talking to people in Phoebe I'm like have you met anybody from Phoebe before like what are your past like feederism experiences like kind of getting a gauge of like am I going to meet up with somebody who's literally never talked about the fetish with anyone else or am I going to meet up with somebody that's like yeah I've been out with this model that model like who like has a lot of experience yeah, I uh, I can reflect awkwardly on <laughs> the first time I met up with a gainer in person, and I just remember being such a jittery mess. I was practically like, <laughs> and like it was just coming out of me like this nervous wreck. And I remember walking away from that thinking, "What the fuck came over me?" Because I was prematurely, like, you prematurely ejaculated in your brain. That's what happened. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, because like obviously you think of yourself like oh i'm a i'm a nice normal person what could possibly go wrong but then you're in that situation and that happens and you're like gosh like i feel almost like a literally like a horny teenager all of a sudden like i'm talking about these things i've never expressed before so i love that you mentioned that that question of not just have you met up with people before but have you spoken about these experiences before because even that can be overwhelming to some people, right? Especially if it's something that you feel such a deep-seated passion for. So definitely good things to, not to say screen for, but good things to like maybe tick off the list before you agree to that coffee date. You know what I mean? Um, I want to challenge you on something here. Like, I I always think it's wonderful to, when when we talk about social movements, right? There's this kind of idea of picturing the world in which, uh that issue has been resolved right so in this instance we're talking about uh, a world for women's safety a world where you know we don't even have to think of the concept why do we need more safety for women than men because it's it's so normalized that it's actually a bit of a, a silly thought you know it's completely made irrelevant uh it's a world where well that's that's the question really like if you picture a world in which those aspects of safety are addressed they're no longer an issue. What's different about a world like that than the world that we occupy now? 
So it's actually interesting because when I was in Puerto Rico, they do like a lot of salsa dancing, which is mostly partner dancing. And I was there with my friend and we were dancing together and stuff, but it's pretty common for like random men to come up to you and ask you to dance. And we were just having a good time. Like, okay, we want to learn a salsa dance. So we said yes. And we're dancing with some people and it was crazy how like respectful the culture is in that sense. Whereas if I would go out here in America and like a guy would ask me to dance and we would dance, they would be trying to get my number. They'd be trying to like make out with me. Popping a feel. Yeah. It wouldn't just be, okay, like let's dance and have fun. And then I'm going to like, let you go. And like, we had that experience and that was fun. And that's that. Like they, I don't know, I guess in America, always try to take it farther and like, oh, they want to dance with me. So that means they must want to do even more with me. Um, So that was interesting. I kept expecting like the first time I was like, okay, maybe this is just a nice guy, whatever. But then like the more I was dancing with like other people, I kept expecting them to be like, so what's your number? So do you want to hang out later? So blah, blah, blah. But like now they would just dance and be like, okay, got a good time. All right, on to the next person. Like that's just their culture, which I think is interesting. And it'd be kind of cool if it was more like that around here, because then if you do, oh, I like this person, like we're having a good conversation or a good time, or I think they're attractive. Like, let's like actually exchange numbers. Let's talk more or, you know, that was fun, but I'm not feeling like whatever onto the next person. Um, what a novel concept, right? Like the, the two people yeah. can come together for a couple of minutes and just enjoy each other's company without it leading to something else. Like, cause as a, as a gay man who was par- entrenched in bar culture for a long yeah. time, always going out to the gay bars, always going out to the gay clubs. It's like, I couldn't end up dancing with another guy on the dance floor without him at some point trying to drag me into the back room to like suck me off or something. <laughs> it's like, why does it always have to go there? <laughs> And in my younger years, I, w- I just went along with it because I thought that's what was expected. But yeah. <laughs> when I think about all the time I wasted in some of those back rooms. Exactly. Yeah, I was thinking the same thing. Like at a bar, you can't just have a conversation. It's that kind of culture of like, well, I'm just trying to pick you up. I'm just trying to like, what can I get from you? What What is yeah, like, like game yeah. culture or whatever it's called? Like, yeah. Pick, like pickup artists and things like that and like that is such a thing i see on tiktok now it's like men with really crap takes and then just <laughs> women responding and being like you're an idiot <laughs> yeah. like uh like there's one made me laugh so hard this dude's like man just so you know if you go and you see that new barbie film then you're a beta and this guy, the guitarist, was like, yeah, you're right. I'm a beta, a beta lover than you. <laughs> That's absolutely it. Like, I'm amazed sometimes by, like, and, like, what does it all come down to? Like, you just want sex. Like, go. But it's, I- like, also just then have sex, but, like, in the right ways. Go, go about it in the right ways. Don't, yeah. you know. Like, I encountered one time on TikTok, uh, and it's it doesn't really it's not a pickup line, but it was something that I actually like. I I felt a visceral reaction to it, so I responded, and I actually got it taken down because it was considered, I don't know, I guess bullying or something. But this guy that I saw on TikTok, he was just being such a douchebag. He was like, you know, he was one not that cute, and two, he was like, oh, I've converted lesbians before. I've made lesbians straight, and so I responded with my own video. I said, No, you haven't. You've never turned a lesbian straight, but I bet you've sucked a dick before. <laughs> yeah, it got removed because I guess that was considered bullying. But I was like, I'm calling this douchebag out. Like, what the fuck? Why would you ever go on a social media platform and say something that's stupid? Yeah. <laughs> That's probably another really good piece of advice just to anyone listening. Um, If you have the need to explain to people that you're a good guy, you probably Probably are not. Because (laughs) if you have to say it to validate it, that's that's no good. I say this all the time. Never trust anybody who says you can trust me. 
because trust is an, is like if someone is trustworthy they prove it by their actions it's actually how they how they how you know how they treat you but like kiss of death for me is like when someone oh you can trust me like nope <laughs> no i can't <laughs> yeah something about you know, very like haggard old woman with like a, a an apple like come on child you can take a little bite like no no thank you no they say that before they're gonna tell you like they want you to tell like some deep secret or something everyone else like you can trust me you tell me oh my god (laughs) and then and then it's like go what what is this high school like no like i'm grown (laughs) i am a 30 year old fat dude like i do not care about what people are doing who i don't even know them why do you think (laughs) i care i just want to eat my zubidapesh i want to have my uh, alfredo linguini just give me food i'm busy eating right yeah unless it's pertinent to like things we give a fuck like who who is this i don't even know people (laughs) people are wild people are wild you're right there darling (laughs) it is it is very (laughs) here tonight Uh, we ended up having our four-year anniversary today which was quite nice um, but I forgot I left the heating on when we left the place. And because it's still like sun beaming down on the house, it's just like baking all that heat into the building. So, you know, it's a certain hour of the evening where it should not be hot and it's still warm. And I'm just like, oh, fanning myself. So apologies. <laughs> if only you guys had like the same type of windows that we have here, because then you could get a wall unit. Yeah, but that's the thing, right? Like England, it's not meant to be hot. <laughs> it's not what this country is known for. I moved here as a pasty ginger from Australia to get away from the heat, but it followed my ass and I don't appreciate that. So I think when I move <laughs> next, I'm going to have to go up to like Norway or something. Canada. Just, um, you know, I'm moving to Canada. That's well, it. Just dang (laughs) also can we have a quick conversation about how like feeders i love you but like if you want me to meet you at midday like you cannot ask me to meet you on a place on a hill or an incline or somewhere where it is far away from either car parking or public transport because i'm a chubby bitch i will sweat stepping out the door right like (laughs) want me to stay cute i want me to stay cute uh please pick a place that has air conditioning and like isn't like a whole like sweaty hot box mess right like keep a cue right uh, fine do a bit of research on the places yeah. take us to make sure it's nice not you know that's something that we bring up a lot because when you scout for like venues where you can potentially meet up with people you even take things into consideration like do the chairs at this place mm. have arms on the chairs what are the Does... chairs like baby is it bench seating do the benches pull out if it's, you know, like fucking, and there are indie places at the moment that are like, oh, uh, uh, we've got tables made of fucking shipping containers and all sorts of bullshit. And so they'll have these fucking chairs made of like plank wood. And I'm like, can we get a cushion on the plank wood? Can we, can we do something with this, please? Like as well, access is such a conversation in fat spaces, right? Like some people are fat enough that they can't use a standard bathroom they need to use a wheelchair accessible bathroom some people are also of the kind of size that they use scooters for access like again can we look at places that are wheelchair accessible and have nicer bathrooms and just bits and pieces for people to be conscious of right like yeah this is why i plan my own dates but then my psychic told me (laughs) that sounds so bad but i got a psychic reading um, a couple months ago, and they said I have to embrace my feminine energy and like let other people do things for me. But I was that thinking, sounds a little sexist. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, because I'm so dominant that it's kind of that thing of like you say, okay, like I want a partner who will do things for me, and I want a partner who, you know, stuff like that. But then you always do everything. You're like, no, I got it, I got it. Like when they yeah. offer, so. But then there's nothing wrong with being an A-type personality. Yeah, I see. I see the validity in the challenge, right? Because I think sometimes some people do want to do those things because they want to be able to, you know, like, uh, for example, with me and my partner, he's a nightmare to buy gifts for, because if he sees something that he wants, he'll just buy it himself. So sometimes around like Christmas or his birthday, I'm always kind of left straggling, like, oh, what, what do I do? What do I get him? You know, so like, 
there's that element where sometimes it's like, if you see it and you like it, tell me and don't buy it, resist. I will get it. Like, so it could be like that. So if there's a challenge there, consider it, you know? Um, but I love this conversation. So if, if you don't mind me asking here, like, cause we talked a little bit about what you could want in a guy, like, what are you, what do you want? What are you looking for in a potential, a potential suitor? <laughs> um, I really think that we need to connect like on a kink level. I think that's really important. Um, and I was in a long-term relationship and obviously like he knew what I was into and was open to role-playing stuff and watching different videos and whatever, but he wasn't into it himself. Like it, it wasn't something that did anything for him. And I mean, it was good that he like was very open to it for me, but it's a whole different level meeting somebody who is like at the same wavelength as you and like they say the right things and they get off to you getting off you know what I mean it's a different dynamic so I feel like that's something I definitely need in a relationship other than that just general things like you have to have a personality some people I meet up with like I'm leading the whole conversation and I'm like this is so boring you have nothing to add I would rather just be watching tv at home right now oh my god yes you know and we, we mentioned phoebe before girly like profiles exist for a reason you would be you would be amazed all right you think to yourself oh this person what what do i say what do i do here's a hint go to someone's profile they usually have a little section of like likes just yeah. movies music video games books hobby like it, it truly this is not that difficult like just make a little mental list and like make little notes like how do you relate to each even if it's not something you're familiar with but maybe it's something hyper specific like knitting right like not a lot of yeah. people are into knitting maybe on your profile it says knitting maybe you're not into knitting you then go in and when you're chatting and you're like you know what i noticed on your profile it says you're into knitting i i've never knitted before like tell me about that like when did you get into knitting? Why do you knit now? Do you want to do something with that? Are you doing an Etsy store for it? Is it just a passion? Like, hello, that's like four questions. Picked yeah. out of your brain from an imaginary subject. Like, there are things you can do to invigorate conversation. So like, just go in a little bit more prepared, you know? You have to have a personality. You have to be mm -hmm. excited about something. Like something, like I could talk about like different places I've traveled to all day long. I could talk about um, like my content stuff I do online. Like I'm passionate about different things and I want somebody who matches that energy and is like at the same level. I love that. Yeah. So you know what? Let's ask that question right here, right now. Let's scrap, the, <laughs> let's scrap that whole conversation. What is your biggest passion outside of all this? Oh my gosh, that's hard because this is definitely like something that I focus a lot of energy on and it's something I really enjoy too. I didn't start it to like, I'm going to make a bunch of money and I'm going to start an OnlyFans. Like it genuinely was like after I got out of that long-term relationship and then being single and kind of finding myself or whatever. And of course, growing up, I was always like, when I am older and live on my own, I'm going to like do feeders and stuff and I'm gonna do like all these things that I've been reading about and then finally being in that space where like I'm by myself like in a safe space and I can kind of explore that um is when I started posting online so I definitely did just do it because like it was something I was excited to do and to meet people and then it kind of went from there and it's nice to kind of make it like a little a little side hustle at the same time Outside of that, I I know it's so cliche to be like, I like traveling, but <laughs> that's something that I do a lot. Traveling's great. Like yeah. I'm I'm a guy who lives abroad, so you know, <laughs> do yeah. it. It's great. Yeah, I was a couple months ago, I was on a solo trip in California for two weeks. I was in Florida for two weeks before that. Last summer I was in Alaska, going to Chicago next month. I'll be back in Florida. So 
I don't know. I'm always like doing things. I like music festivals. When I was in California, I went to a music festival in the desert by myself and it was an experience. <laughs> well, when you did the music festival in the desert, like I know this is the stereotype, but did you do ayahuasca? Like, were you that girl? Like getting uh, off? <laughs> set the scene it's at the same place as Coachella but it's a country music festival <laughs> so it is very branded it's very you Whisper know blue jeans and high cut yeah. so it's you not girl then? do you like country music yeah I am a little bit <laughs> okay, a little bit of Casey Musgraves I see you yes. I see that that's cute well listen, I, I love this kind of conversation right because and again everybody this this is it right like She's a model. She does this. She does that. What is she at the end of the day? A person with thoughts and feelings and intellect and so much to offer and so much to give. So come on now. Mm -hmm. If you're not subscribed to that OnlyFans, you know you want to. <laughs> the uh, nicest um, comments are when people will say, like, yeah, of course I like, like, oh, you look so fat. And, like, you hmm. gain so much weight. Like, of course that's whatever, good. But the nicest ones are when somebody's just like, I like your tattoos or your piercings or like things like not feederism related. I'm like, oh, that's so sweet. Or I'm on vacation. Like, hope you have a great vacation. Like, it looks so fun. Things like that. Or Yeah. Honestly. Funny that, like the nicest comments are the ones where it's <laughs> genuine and nice yeah. and <laughs> just, just good stuff. Imagine that. Imagine that. Um, I am kind of curious, right? Like talking a little bit about like things you'd like to be called. I'm curious to ask, like, what is your position on, I guess that kind of like unsolicited conversation, right? Like some people will jump in and they'll call you a uh, piggy or mm. cow or they'll, you know, name calling and things like that. How do you, how does all that sit with you? Like, do you enjoy that in the right context? Is it a hell no, no go zone? What's that for you? I personally like it. Um, I wouldn't identify that, like, I'm not super into BDSM or anything, but I do like the aspect of being more submissive within feederism. And like, I like being degraded in that way. So that's never something I've had a problem with. And then also it kind of comes with the territory of being on OnlyFans and making content that like, I'm kind of like, okay, expecting people to message me. And I'm kind of open to that. So it doesn't usually bother me. But I do know some people who like certain terms like that they don't like. They don't like being called like piggy or anything derogatory. So, but for me, I'm down for everything. I mean, I'm, I'm also curious to know, because I think this is such a great opportunity to get to know more about you. Is there an aspect to that gaining fetus journey that we haven't talked about today that we haven't touched on yet but you'd really like to share with people oh my gosh i have so many things i could talk about <laughs> i saw a tweet a while ago it was like life is too short date within your kink and i think that's something really important and i'm never gonna like deny anybody's experience or look at a relationship and be like oh that's a bad relationship because they're not both into the same thing or whatever because every relationship's different and people make things work but I feel like feederism especially a lot of people want to not deny that they're into it but they want to just keep it as like this is just something I get off to or enjoy but then I have like my relationship where that's not involved and then what ends up happening is like they kind of neglect the other person's needs. And I know in the past, that's been an issue in my relationship is, you know, the person feeling like, oh, you don't find me attractive. You don't want to have sex with me as much as I do to you. And it's like, cause that's not there. You know what I mean? And I feel like it's just the shame too of, like we were talking about before, some people haven't even talked about it with another person. It's just something they, like hide and do in private and they wouldn't even think to like have a relationship with somebody else and I was in that boat too so I know like how it feels of not even like thinking like that's a thing that can happen and then it happens and you're like where has this been all my life why have I not been doing this so like the tweet said date within your kink and just try to embrace it. Can I ask you just curiously here, how long have you been out of that previous relationship? Um, it's been about a year, like a year mm -hmm. that I've been posting content. Fair enough. 
See, yeah. I love that because I feel like so many people, this obsession we have as a culture with being in relationship, you know, and we, we all have that, right? We all want to be with someone, we all want to be loved, all that, yada, yada. But like, there is such a thing when you are just single and living in your kink and living in your truth that it just builds you up like nothing else. And you didn't even know that you could feel joy the way that you experience it concurrently until you live in your kink and you live that life that is true and correct to you. So it's like, yes, relationship and being with people and all that, but damn it, there is something about just like, I am in control of what I want to do with my life, with my body. I feel so good about it. You know, like, for example, at the moment I'm wearing a goatee. Sometimes, usually I've got a full grown beard. I've got a bit of regrowth coming in now. I love playing around with facial hair and my head hair because my face shape is changing so it's like i've got this double chin and wider neck that's coming in and so wearing different styles allows me the chance to kind of celebrate these transformative elements in my body and in my journey even little things like the chubby earlobes right like you get the buddha effect where like when you get the chubby neck uh, it pushes them out and they get a little flappy like that like those are little things that you get to celebrate in when you call the shots, sometimes when you're in a relationship, you might style yourself or, you know, do whatever, you know, with the other person in mind. And if you do that, that's, that's for you. That's great to do. But like, there is such a thing where when you own your power in that moment, it just, it just builds you in a way that you just cannot get in any other time of your life. And I think the journey you're on right now is such a reflection of that, like the traveling and the growth and, you know, producing such great content, you know, and just sharing what you do. I think that's such a reflection of like that open honesty that every single one of us can experience if we give ourselves the permission yeah. to do the thing and experience the thing, so. Getting past like the shame of it, I guess because there's nothing to be like shameful of and I know because I was there not like shame necessarily but like being embarrassed and it being something like oh like I just do this in private or you know I don't talk to people about this but when you embrace it yeah you like feel so much better about yourself and how you connect with other people like even how many friends like I've met through interacting online and stuff is crazy I love that you said that because I've said it the same thing time and time again. Like when you embrace who you are in all facets and all facets of your sexuality, all the things that make you happy, bring you joy and get you off. It's you liberate yourself from shame and insecurity. 100%. Oh, this is such a good and such an important conversation to always come back to. I love this. Love this, love this, love this. Uh, just to bring it back around to, to women's safety here as we near the end, I want to ask you, for our male audience listening, what do you want them to take away from today's conversation in terms of understanding women's safety, especially in relation to our communities? I feel like a lot of the times women want to have just a normal relationship. Like, yes, this is something sexual and obviously we're both here for that reason too like you want to be wined and dined I want to be complimented I want you to have a conversation about everyday things and my interests and hobbies and things like that so keeping that in mind and kind of trying to form a relationship around that as well there was one thing that I really wanted to say on this particular point and I'm going to speak specifically to the gay men that are listening Okay, gay men, yeah, we are a vulnerable minority, but we still have a leg up because we are assigned male at birth. And those of us that remain assigned male at birth, because that's who we really feel we are, we are always going to have an extra um, step up on the ladder. So the one thing that I really want to impress on all of you is the women in your life are always going to be vulnerable. As long as the patriarchy exists, as long as laws are passed to restrict women's rights, women are always going to be vulnerable. Never forget that. Never forget that your sisters, your mother, your aunts, your best gal pals, yeah, and, and, the, and the trans women that you know are always going to be more vulnerable than you. So don't take it for granted. Say that again. That's such an important thing. And I think, again, like as as gay men, we take we take for granted that, you know, the women in our life who love us and appreciate us, like that's great. 
but also we do occupy a space of privilege and in key moments we can play a really pivotal role in creating a safer space for people so i think a great example of that is you know we're here talking today with phoebe daddy um reach out onto phoebe and make friends with some lady people you know like create environments where like obviously it's not about sex but like it doesn't have to be it never had to be about that like make friends do you need to have sex with someone to like go and pick out with them no you don't like make a friend and because you're i don't know the male there in a space maybe you create an environment where women feel more comfortable doing what they do you know it's not an obligation but it's a possibility and we could do something about that so things to consider y'all um And in every other kink community, it's that. It's like a community. Like there's plenty of BDSM events where people go just to like do education stuff or just go to like meet other people. So it can be that too. And it's been that for me with like people I collab with where, okay, we're meeting and like doing something professionally and then we become friends. And it's not like, oh, I'm going to go fuck them (laughs) or something, but we connect on this thing and We have shared experiences. And I just want to ask here, you know, do you have any advice for women? And I know you've shared a lot today in terms of like things that you do for your safety. And I love that. But for women who are maybe looking to take that first tentative step outward to uh, being a little bit more vulnerable and potentially meeting with people and talking with people, what advice would you give them in terms of just protecting their safety in the meantime? It's asking the questions of, like their past experience is really helpful. Like we said, kind of choosing a place that you're comfortable in and meeting up there first, whether it's like getting a drink or coffee. I usually like prefer to do something shorter. So, you know, if we meet and it's not the vibe, okay, fine, we can go. But if we meet and it's cool, then we can like go have dinner, do something else afterwards. And another thing that I wanted to mention is getting like their social media too. Like it is the modern times. If you don't have any form of social media, that is a big red flag to me. And I know sometimes people are weird, like, oh, I don't want anybody to expose me, like what I'm into or whatever. But I'm like, I need to see that like you're who you say you are, like you have pictures, like you have friends, there's (laughs) you're a real person. You're not, I don't know that makes me feel safe and then showing my friends like oh I'm meeting up with this person so at least it's like feeling more comfortable in that Mm. I mean you know on that point can I say something that I think is just so obvious right when people are like oh I don't want to show my face because I don't want to be exposed bitch I don't know you I don't know your mama I don't know your (laughs) friends and I also don't expose anyone like why do I want to be exposed (laughs) now why what like does your dad have a lot of money I'll expose myself to your dad like you can give me a paycheck but like, why do, why do people fear that people want, like, I don't know you, I don't care. You said yeah. hello to me, you know, like that's, that's not a relationship, that's nothing. It's this weird, and I've said this before about like the gainer community specifically, but I wonder if it's the same in the fetus space. There's this weird thing where we think everyone is watching us and everyone cares so much to know, you got fat, you're a gainer, you're <laughs> a baby, then we can all say, like, God, nobody cares, nobody cares. Yeah. We are in an economic crisis right now. We have crazy shit going on in our world. There is- There's a war happening. There, there, there is more to worry about than whether or not a bitch enjoys getting fat. And in fact, if you do, baby, go for gold. Like, yeah, nobody, nobody cares. So like, yeah. if you have that anxiety where it's like, I might be exposed, people, no one's gonna expose you because that would make zero sense because if I expose you, I expose myself and that's like, that would never happen. And also calm down. No one cares. So (laughs) (laughs) it's the the shame thing too. Of Yes. Shame. It's just because like, we're at that point where we're like, definitely embraced who we are. And like, I don't know, we're at a different level. I'm like, I'm, happy with who I am like I'm proud of the things I've accomplished and like being my genuine self so I'm like why would somebody want to hide who they are whatever but I think it just goes back to like you have to like be honest with yourself and you have to embrace who you are and like don't be embarrassed by it 
100%. I know you mentioned that before, Tim, like this conversation around shame, we need more of it. Living your authentic truth is going to help you own that and feel less shame. And yeah, I don't know, y'all, I think that's a great place to leave today's episode. So feed me, daddy. Thank you so much for being here on Thick Radio. How do you feel? Thanks for having me. This was amazing. Um, oh. Hopefully we can do it again sometime. Girl, I would love that. Let's get on the books straight away because you are an icon and a star and the people need to hear more from you. So thank you <laughs> so much for being here. Now, listen, where can people find you online? I am everywhere at feedxmexdaddy, Instagram, Tumblr, Twitter, Reddit, Curvage, OnlyFans. ChristianMingle.com. ChristianMingle, Plenty of Fish. Plenty of fish. Um, eBay, Craigslist, eBay, Etsy, <laughs> um, Cora. <laughs> uh, words with friends. Wordle.com. Oh my gosh, that's fantastic. And listen, again, I know you mentioned that OnlyFans, baby. If you are listening to this episode, I know I said this before, I'm going to say it again. Subscribe to the OnlyFans. You do not understand. She has shown up today looking thick and gorgeous. <laughs> you need to see this for yourselves. What an icon, what a star. But that brings us to the end of another week here on Thick Radio. So please like and subscribe, uh, rate us five stars, and leave us a good review. Now, if you liked this episode, the podcast, or just us in general, please share it with your friends and encourage them to tune in. You can find me on Instagram, Beefy Frat, and Stefan Show at Stanham. And you can find me on Instagram, Twitter, YouTube, TikTok, and Beefy Frat at Thicky Mouse. You can also look us up on Instagram, YouTube, and TikTok at Thick Radio, or at our website at www.podpage.com forward slash thick radio if you want to submit a voice note you can find the link in the show notes and if you have any questions or ideas for episodes you can reach us at the thick radio at gmail.com so until next time bye fats bye fats bye fats <laughs> let's talk about it Thick Radio is a Patreon and Enter app podcast produced by Stan and Thicky Mouse. Next and Master by Stan. Our artwork is provided by Lucky Our theme song is provided by Bonify Cream.